Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. <clears throat> now on to the show. Yes, hey everyone, welcome to Pardon the Intermission. I'm Eric. Yeah, I'm Jason. Hope you guys are doing well out there. Yeah. We're doing awesome. We are simply fantastic. In yes. fact, just to give you a little clue as to what we are going to talk about on today's show, we are phased <laughs> right now. I would say, uh, uh, let's make it so and engage. <laughs> engage. Let's boldly go, Eric. Let's yeah. just jump right into it. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. First, let's just say, listen, guys, we're on the social media platforms. You can check us out yes. on PTI underscore uh, podcast, and that's on Twitter. On and, Twitter and at Pardon the Intermission on Facebook. Yes. And today, we, and, and Jason's right. Listen, here's the deal. We we have just basically become the uh, all uh, Picard <laughs> show all the time here, right? Uh, because uh, we're boldly going, baby. <laughs> yeah, we're boldly going. This is unbelievable. We wow. uh, we just got done watching episode nine, nine. of season three, Picard, yep. and oh my landers, what I mean, I don't know. Oh Take my. it away. Take it away, Jason. Oh, my Lanta. So, yes. Uh, let me just say, there are... Okay, so I I saw... I watched episode nine of season three of Picard, which is titled Vox, V-O-X. Mm -hmm. I watched it before Eric did. And after I watched it, I literally... Guys, I literally jumped out of my pants, did handstands, <laughs> and wanted to bounce a ball on my nose like a seal. And then I immediately texted Eric and said, OMG, episode nine, Boom! Something along those lines. You said like "Holy mm. crap" or something. I said, <laughs> "I said holy, holy guacamole." Holy or guacamole something, or something, like, something that. like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it just, yeah. And so we just feel compelled to talk about that episode tonight because this is the penultimate episode of season three of Picard, and it is the ninth out of the tenth episode. Yeah. And may I remind all of you that. There's only 10 episodes in this season, and after this, no more Picard. That's it. And so when, when I watched it last night, I just became completely, oh, God, Eric, there are so many words to describe this. It reminded me of what lured me into Star Trek in the first mm. place, which was the storytelling. God, just fantastic yeah. storytelling. Great action, great effects, of course, great everything, but the storytelling just at the very height of its excellence right now. And <clears throat> like I literally, guys, five seconds after I clicked off um, the home button on my Roku device and got out of there, I texted Eric and said, you have got to watch this like right now. Yeah, yeah. I, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch it right away. I was doing some stuff. I got home late. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to sleep. I got to watch it. So I started yes. watching this thing. <clears throat> yeah. I could not believe it. I stayed up so late last night. I'm like, I was telling you when you got here, I go, man, I'm so tired because I was up. And I, I actually, I couldn't go to sleep. I wanted to watch it again right. after after I watched yeah. it first. And it made me, so it was so good. Got me yeah. so amped. I wanted to watch it again. I couldn't fall asleep. I was laying in bed. I kept thinking right. about the episode, going through it in my right. mind. Right. Going, oh, right. man, that was so cool. That was so awesome. Yeah. I can't believe right. this. Okay, yes, that episode, I, well, listen, it, it just shows you, I mean, with, with Terry Madalus at the helm and everybody else who's involved in this yes. thing, it's showing you how they're able to pull this story together perfectly at the right time. Yep. There are going to be spoilers in this, folks, and I'm there sorry, will. but we but you know to. what? We We've compelled. got to. There, there's no yes. way we cannot not talk We've about this We've got to divulge these. So if, 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 if you guys don't want spoilers, <laughs> stop the show right now. <laughs> yes. Go watch Picard, episode yes. nine. Come back, turn us on, yes. and then listen to it. Or, you yes. know, Maybe listen to us during the episode. Mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of like we're doing a live play-by-play. -play kind of treat it like you're watching a very like you're watching a baseball game with Brad with bad TV broadcasters of your favorite team, and the broadcasters <laughs> like Joe Buck are so bad you have to mute the TV and listen to the same team play on the radio. Think of it that way, guys. Wow, wow. I was gonna say the John. We were maybe we're the John Miller and the uh, what are the Dodgers? Jo uh, oh, uh, Charlie Steiner and no, Rick no, Monday? no. The uh, uh, the one that passed the the. Legendary uh, Vin Scully, Vin Scully, Vin yes, Scully. the John Miller right. and Vin Scully of yeah, uh, exactly of uh, Star Trek okay. here. Yeah. Okay, so um, I, I will say this. I, yes. You know what they sh you said they, they called the episode Vox. Let's start off with this. Yes. I think they should have called the episode the Seed. 
That's the uh, one thing. Okay, okay. I understand why. I understand why they called it Vox. I do understand that. But I, but I thought, hmm. You know what? Actually, they should have. I think it would have been better if they would have called it the Seed. Okay, and maybe people, maybe people would have taken it a little bit wrong. But, but I think for what happened in that episode, also, I think. Yes. But yes, I mean, this episode really. But that they could do no wrong. I mean, come on. Okay, so I knew it, and I told you that after that, I text you after I did watch it, and I said. Jason, Jason, Jason. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. The Borg are coming back, man. The Borg are coming back, right? Yes. And I guess I must have been in a uh, galaxy of denial because as much as I love the Borg, as much as they have been a great villain and a great character in the Star Trek canon, I totally was not expecting the Borg. Either I'm naive, really? either I'm naive or gullible, but I really want... Actually, Eric, truth be told... I wanted them to tie into the Dominion again. I mm. was so hoping that the Changeling storyline that they did such a great job of including in this was going to lead to a return of the Jem'Hadar or okay. read to or lead to an even bigger involvement with the Cardassians, maybe, mm. who were part of the Dominion in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Okay. <clears throat> now, does that mean I was completely let down and disappointed by what happened last night? Hells to the no. Because, like, wow, that was a shot out of left field, and yeah. I was geeked, and I'm like, no way, the Borg Queen is back? Yeah. Well, wow. you know, that that was the thing. So I, I you know... <clears throat> I, I told you in a, in a previous podcast, I uh-huh. said, listen, this it's the Borg, it's the DNA, somehow it's yes. DNA related, and I yes. didn't know how. Yes. I didn't know it was going to be this big. Right, right. Right, for what happened in the episode. Yeah. So, um, so okay, so we start off the episode, um, you know, they're trying to figure out what's behind the red red door, which is obviously yep. it's the Borg queen. Now, it, was that, the, is it going to be the same actress, or is she still alive? Right. It's I don't know. same actress, so for the Borg queen that I'm talking about, folks, if you saw the movie Star Trek First Contact, which came out in 1996, Alice Krieger, a South African actress by the name of Alice Krieger, K-R-I-G-E, portrayed the Borg queen. You might know her better as having uh, been in the Oscar-nominated film Chariots of Fire. Mm. But yeah, she was cast as the Borg queen in Star Trek First Contact, and she was so sadistically, wickedly, oh, she, she was really good, good in that yeah. movie as the Borg Queen, and she actually subsequently made appearances as the Borg Queen again in some some of the last few episodes of Star Trek Voyager in its seventh and final season. Mm. So um, they all, so yeah, they have brought her back now. We heard her voice in um, we heard her voice in the episode that you and I just watched last night. And even though we see the back side of her, we don't see her face yet. Yeah. But I know it's Alice Krieger because I've read in all of the synopsises um, after I watched Picard that she okay. definitely is which her, has returned as the Borg Queen. So wow. yeah, she is back. <clears throat> Ooh. So is this yes. going to be a showdown between Lacutus and the and uh, I? I am hoping so. And. Yeah, it feels you know like what? it's on a collision course. I'm going to make a prediction right here. I'm yes. going to make a prediction. I think, I think, yeah. I think it's going to be a situation because because this is the last season of Picard. Yes, and 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 really, I mean, um, you know, Jean Luc, he can't go too much further, right? He's, I mean, you know, you could tell he's he's he's, he's, at, he's at maximum warp right yeah, now. Yeah, he's at maximum warp. <laughs> he did a great. He's doing a great job. Fantastic. But, but yes. I'm I'm going to say right now, I'm going to make a prediction. <clears throat> Yeah. Right here, he's yes. going to sacrifice himself somehow. He's gone after I, this. I agree with you. I have that. I think feeling. he's going out. No, uh, he's going out in a blaze of in glory. glory. Yeah, if you guys remember that. Oh song. my God, Bon Jovi. I, okay, reference. so we're 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 right here. We're of like mind. <laughs> yes. We're we're of hive mind. <laughs> no, yes, we are one mind, one collective resistance. There we futile. go. Yes. So okay, so yeah, so the episode, they try to find out what's behind the door. Yes. Deanna Troy's helping Jack Crusher to, to go through that, and yes. she opens a door, and she's like, "Holy crap, I'm out of here." Yes. She runs, right? But what makes that great, though, Eric, is huh. that she sees who's behind the door, but immediately we still don't know who's behind the door. That's right, right. But, sees- uh, but I knew. I knew. When she when she did that, I was like, see, that's what I mean. I, I knew, man. I knew. And I'm not saying that I knew yes. it and I'm all this all-seeing, all-powerful. Right, you know? right. But what I'm just saying, right. I know there's a lot of fans that predicted this, too. But yes. it's like there's no other way that it can happen, right? Right, exactly. And so we don't find out it's the Borg until she runs down the hallway and goes into uh, goes up to the, the observation room on the bridge of the Titan and goes up to Jean-Luc and Beverly and says, guys, we have a problem. <laughs> yeah. not, not verbatim, of course, not that way. But then that's when we find out that it's the Borg. So yeah. the great reveal is there. She knows it, but they hold off. 
in a nice manner of suspense to let you know what the great reveal is until after she tells Picard and Crusher, oh, we're in deep shit. I mean, sorry, yeah. we're in deep doo-doo. It's the Borg again. And yeah. then we find out it's the Borg. So, yes, they We're do. in deep space poop here. Deep space poop. Yeah, we're in deep <laughs> bantha poodoo. We're in bantha poodoo. So, um, so yeah, the, I mean, just a great reveal of the Borg there. And the Borg look a lot sinister, a lot mm. more sinister here. That Borg cube that we saw there yeah. looks a lot more heavily fortified than previous Borg cubes. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be Borg 2.0. Oh, definitely, definitely. See, I don't remember. You know, I've heard people talk about... Here's the funny thing. I've heard people talk... um, uh, When you're talking about the Borg Queen, and I ask you if it's the same actress, because I heard there were some people that were saying that it almost sounded like... And I'd have to go back and listen to it again. It almost sounded like her voice... The actress kind of mixed in with Beverly's Beverly, the, the actress that plays Beverly Crusher. That's it. Kind of sounded like it was almost kind of a duel. It was very interesting. That's why at first I was like, "Wait, is that going to be the same, or are they going to do some something different with this Borg Queen?" Well, and funny you mention that because if you recall, when after Patrick Stewart, after Picard and Crusher find out that it's the Borg. If you recall, he goes in to Jack Crusher's quarters to let him know that Jack actually poses a risk, not yeah. only to the ship, but to the Federation. And when they're having that little discussion about what's going on, Jack says, all this time I thought it was her, my, my, my mother's, mom, my mother's, voice. my mother's voice I heard, yeah. when in actuality it's this Borg Queen. Yeah. So funny you mentioned that because, yeah, uh, and they did such a fantastic job of masking that that element of the of the series where he thinks it's his mother, but then all of a sudden we find out, well, hey, wait a minute, it's the Borg Queen who's been talking to him uh, telekinetically rather than the other way around. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting. So we get, so we, all of a sudden, so then, of course, they say, hey, Jack, you pose a threat, you know, yeah. we've yeah. got to keep you here in your quarters, but of course, what are they going to do? I mean, the guy can <clears throat> can uh, get into people's minds and control them. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, so that was yep. kind of a, a you know dumb dumb move, right? I mean, right. duh. I mean, exactly. you know, so he's like, he all of a sudden he takes <laughs> right. the minds over of the two guards, the yes. two uh, uh, fleet uh, the star security f- officers, security officers. Thank you. And yeah. then you know he's like, okay, I'm out of here. I'm I'm gonna take the shuttle. Yeah. Now. I'm out of here. And and the young actor who plays Jack Crusher, Ed Spilliers, boy, this this guy, he, he he's got a career in front of him. Let me tell you, he's also I think he's um, he's on another popular series. Uh, I think it might be Twelve Monkeys. Um, which is based off of the movie 12 Monkeys, mm. or that's Todd Stashwick who played Captain Shaw. I can't remember, but at any rate, Ed Spoliers, who plays Jack Crusher. He is, he is in another series right now. What is it? I can't think of it offhand. Right. Now, he was also right. in Downton Abbey. He played a butler in that, Okay, okay, okay. And he also played in uh, Out, Outlander. That I don't know if you remember that that's series, right. Outlander. That's what I'm thinking He of. played Outlander. that captain, yes. that kind of real. He's the one that ends up uh, uh, raping the uh, right. daughter of, uh, I can't remember the main character. Right, um, right. And she, uh, she has his baby, and he comes back yeah. to get it. He's this real kind of wicked kind of pirate. He, yeah. It's funny because he plays that same kind of he does great at that but he plays that same kind of you know just yes. um uh person it's almost like it's like a, this wicked person <clears throat> with a heart he he, right. he really goes back and forth uh, amazingly in that kind of role right and so yeah he can cross these lines and play either a good yes. guy that, that's going to the bad side or playing a bad guy that might be coming to the good you know so he's he's yeah. always you just don't know where he's coming from so yeah he's yeah. great you don't know quite what he's thinking you know what i mean he's right. not very uh um what right. i'm saying uh um uh, I don't know. Not, I was gonna say teleportic, but that doesn't make any sense. He, he doesn't. He, do, he doesn't. He doesn't. You know, his, his actions. You can't tell from his actions right, exactly right, what exactly. he's gonna do. I can't think of the word. But anyway, I'm too excited about this episode. I know. Me okay. Too. So anyway, so the, okay. So he goes off. Right. They find yeah. out. They find out that uh, we're getting there, folks. I promise. Yeah. We're we're this, like, this is gonna be a long <laughs> one. We're, we're just, buckle right. in. Buckle yeah. up. Yeah. Buckle up. Um, get in that captain's chair and, and just get comfortable because. Uh-huh. Okay. So he's uh, uh <laughs> he takes off and he he's going to find this voice. Right. He's following yes. the voice and yep. you know obviously. The coordinates get sent to him, or he knows, and he's flying to this, yes. flying wherever he goes. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, in the meantime, all of a sudden, they do more. They're doing more uh, um, uh, some medical investigating here and finding sure. out. Wait sure. a minute, you know the DNA. They're looking at this DNA sequence. What's going on, you know, and why did the changelings need the body and, and all this? And this is where Picard's body from Daystrom ultimately comes into play. Yes, because we find out that D- that when Picard was um, when he was assimilated by the Borg in the two part episode Best of Both Worlds that bridged episode or seasons three and four of the Next Generation. We find out, obviously, that Picard, they rescue Picard, he gets unassimilated, and even though he, uh, they were able to rescue him throughout the run of the next generation, he never really fully healed, either mentally or physically, mm-hmm. from that ordeal. I mean, his body was violated, his whole mind and essence were violated, but now we find out that the Picard from Daystrom actually contained 
trace amounts of DNA, a Borg DNA that he still had in him yes. <clears throat> from when he was assimilated, and they weren't able to detect it. You know, the in the Star Trek timeline, they weren't able to detect it 35 years ago after they rescued him and they took him from the collective and he uh, he had all the Borg implants removed and everything. Well, and, he, and they thought that he had had... Uh, uh, aromatic syndrome. Aromatic syndrome. And that's what he kept relating to him. I've, I've heard right. aromatic syndrome so many times in that episode because he kept saying, but I got aromatic. It was aromatic. You heard it, it so like, many times you have aromatic syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know they kept saying it and they're like, oh, right. no, no, Picard. They, they thought right. that's what it was, but it was this DNA right. thing actually going yep. on that the Borg had left in you. Mm-hmm. So come to find out he's passed on which I had thought anyway which yeah. I had mentioned and that was a I thought earlier podcast he had passed this on to Jack he yes. passed this DNA on to Jack and that's yes. why Jack they did a great yeah. job of explaining it and so what happens is well before we get to that uh, so basically they find out in the transporters uh-huh. that go ahead that the changelings were uh, programming the transporters the with ch- this DNA yes the changelings programmed every transporter in every ship in Starfleet with minute traces of the same DNA, the Borg DNA that's in Picard and that's in Jack. And the reason why that's important, folks, is because in Star Trek lore, when uh, characters get into a transporter, the whole premise of that technology is it scatters your molecules Mm -hmm. to move you from point A to point B, and then your molecules reappear. Well, when your molecules are scattered all over the place, Think about it. Everything goes everywhere. Nothing is detectable. So there was no way for them to detect the Borg DNA in a transporter pattern code. Mm-hmm. And so when uh, the characters reemerged and they're into their solid self, that Borg DNA just ingrained itself it, in yeah, them. Yeah, essentially it changed their DNA or infected <clears throat> yeah. infected yeah. their DNA with this Borg DNA. And now kind of fused it together. Right. And so now we now how this plays into the plot of of the Vox episode is that we know that Frontier Day was the big event that spelled doom for the Federation, that this was what the whole Changeling plot centered around. It, it was going to come together at this point. <clears throat> yes, at this point. So we actually find out that the the Federation fleet has the technology to now act as one unified fleet, where all ships operate under the same systems, under the same technology, under the same Which defensive capabilities. Which was funny, because Riker <clears throat> made a comment about that when he's when he found this yes. out, right? So so, yes. so essentially what happens is, they, okay, so they find out, here's the deal, they, they find out, yes. before we get to that part, they find out about the DNA, yes. they also find out, though, that that the DNA will only affect younger people whose yep. whose frontal cortex, whose brains haven't completely formed, haven't completely fully developed. So by right. by the by the age of twenty five, they're yeah. saying your 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 uh, brain is fully developed. Yes, and so you won't be affected by this. But they have so many young people on these ships. So essentially, yes. it's all the young people. Which is interesting because the board always Borg always wants the young, mm-hmm. uh, healthy ones, right. right, to be able yes. to carry on. I mean, they yes. they don't want the. It's funny because they did make a comment about getting rid of the old and feeble, right? So yes, that they was did. Yep. okay. So they do that, right? Mm-hmm. So that that yeah. was very important. Now, in the meantime, uh, they they take off to this frontier day, like you say. At first, we thought because of, because of the episode how it was playing out, the, the, I mean, the yes. season, I should say. <clears throat> yeah, it looked like there was going to be this huge destruction. In other words, you know, because of what the, what had happened, we don't even know what happened on another planet. Remember where that whole planet dropped out and did all that stuff? Right. We were we're thinking that they're going to somehow blow up all of Starfleet. Right. Essentially, right. 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 Yeah. Which was kind of a, a ruse, which was kind of th- trying to throw everybody off the track. Yes. Right. At, at the same time, so. So everybody's there front day, Frontier Day, like you're saying. They've all come together. At this yeah. point, they have the technology, which Riker says, why would they do this? This is so Borg-like. So Essentially, Borg-like. Yeah. he said that because they, what they wanted to do is they wanted to program all the ships to be on one track, essentially. And if they ever got yes. attacked, they would the ships would all come together, be under one control. Yes. Not This isn't the Borg control, folks. This is just under one control of Starfleet and right. be like be basically a, like yes. one, one mind you know, to go ahead and defeat an enemy. Yes. And another tribute to the next generation in this particular scene in the episode is when we see the USS Enterprise NCC-1701F, not E, folks, not D, not E, but F, come out of space dock, which is commanded by Admiral Elizabeth Shelby. For those of you diehard Star Trek fans like me, you know that Admiral Shelby was actually the character Commander Shelby who was in that two-part episode, Best of Both Worlds. If you recall, when Picard was kidnapped and assimilated by the Borg, 
Riker was promoted to the rank of captain, mm. and he took over the captain's chair okay. of the Enterprise. Well, Commander Shelby had already been assigned to the Enterprise as a special tactician expert against the Borg at that point to help them fight the Borg. And so when Picard gets kidnapped, Riker gets promoted to captain, Shelby gets promoted to his first officer, mm. and in that two-part episode, she's his executive officer for a little bit. So I find it kind of fitting that they brought her back She's the captain um, to of the be Enterprise captain of F. the Enterprise F. Now, which, which which is at the forefront, which is the Federation flagship, which leads this whole mass uh, fleet. Which I wasn't when they when they pulled that thing out. I was like, really? I wasn't excited about the look of the ship. I got to be honest with you. Okay, now I think the look of the ship, Eric, actually comes from an online game. Uh, there were there have been some successful Star Trek online games okay. that have had some really neat looking ship designs in them. And so mm. now I might be wrong on this one, folks, because I'm not much of a gamer, but I believe the main design for the Enterprise F could have come from the Enterprise that was designed for one of the online games. Well, I think didn't didn't wasn't it Riker? Didn't, didn't he say something about? He made some comment about that Enterprise too, right? Uh, the com well, the comment he made was about the Enterprise E. I oh think. no, no, oh no. Okay, maybe I'm getting confused, or maybe maybe this is something I saw on Twitter. Sorry, folks, maybe okay. I'm getting confused. But but okay. it was like there was something about the comment of that shit that was like okay. that wasn't a very you know people. I, it seemed like it wasn't okay. it wasn't they didn't take to it too well. I didn't like it. It didn't either. look like a constellation class. It, uh, ship, right? right I mean, you exactly. know, it has. There's a certain look to to, to the Enterprise, and it didn't yeah. look. But anyway, okay. Yeah. So so yes. So the Starfleet's all there, yep. coming together. They're all coming under one thing. You've got uh, uh, the Titan now is flying because now now that they know what's going on, they have to warn Starfleet, right? Yeah. So they're flying there. They're trying to make it in time. Yep. In the meantime, of course, Jack Crusher does come across that Borg ship. Mm -hmm. He transports on the Borg ship, you know, yep. and he's got his phaser gun and he's, you know, and he's like, what are you in my mind? And, you know, I mean, basically he's, he's trying to figure out what is going on. He's trying to figure out why he's connected to this. What do they want? And yeah. of course, this is when we actually first meet the the queen. You know, this is when they show her, but they don't show her face now. Right. They just show her from behind, and you hear her voice, which is very interesting. Yep. They're saving that reveal, which so it's going to be interesting to see what she looks like. Yep, I can't remember how she met her demise. Uh, in that movie, in, in Final Contact. So in Star Trek First Contact... Oh, First Contact, sorry. First Contact, she meets her demise where towards the very end, uh, Picard... So Picard has ordered the destruction of the Enterprise-E, and all the crew members get into escape pods and leave the Enterprise. But just as Picard is getting ready to leave, he hears Data's voice in his head, and he hears mm. Data say, Captain. And so Picard feels compelled to go find Data. Well, he finds Data with the Borg Queen, and yeah, that's when he's all opened up, right? And it's yeah. Like they, they've kind of opened him up to see how he works, or I don't know. It's very, Right, exactly, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, they were putting skin on him. They grafted uh, skin onto his uh, endoskeletal uh, right. structure. Right. Yeah, so there's this one part where he's getting ready. She tells him to target photon torpedoes on the USS Phoenix, which has Riker, Zephram Cochran, and Geordi. They're getting ready to make that jump to warp speed so mm. the Vulcans can detect them. And he's there ready to fire a photon torpedo or quantum torpedoes, I'm sorry. And then he he fires them. And then all of a sudden, you see the torpedoes miss the Phoenix. And then the board queen goes, Data! And then he says, resistance is futile. And then he goes and he punctures one of the plasma coolant tanks in engineering. Oh, that's right. And then it wipes out all the remaining Borg that are in engineering. But the Borg Queen gets in a nice little rustle with Picard as he's climbing to avoid being vaporized mm. by the plasma too. He kind of kicks her off his leg and she they, falls down. She falls down and she gets vaporized by the plasma ah, eventually. So that's yeah. how she met her demise in first contact. Okay, but that was just her her body. That, <laughs> that was her, just her body. Not yeah, her soul her evil twisted soul. Not her evil twisted soul. That's okay, correct. so now and then so we go back to Jack Jack Crusher's <clears throat> on the Borg ship and yes. basically he's he's giving in you know to to her at this point and then you see the probes come out like Doc Ock or something from his yeah head. right. You see the probes come out behind him and then they you know. They they, yep. they basically connect to him. So yep. what 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 it was said is that Jack. Let's see if I remember this right. Jack is the voice. That's why he's called Vox. Jack yes. is the voice to tie everybody together. Yes. Where Locutus was the. How, what was Locutus? They mentioned it. They said Locutus was the speaker, or what was he? He was so Locutus was the representative. He was supposed to bridge the gap between the Borg and humanity. He was supposed okay. to serve as the Borg's representative, so that when they assimilated all of Earth, he was going to be the representative for 
all of the Borg that were assimilated. So basically because Jack has both the DNA of the Borg and and, and Picard and humanity, yeah. hu- you know, human DNA that yeah. he that's why he's the voice. He can connect to them and control them. Is yes. essentially what they're saying. So yeah. that that's where he's the key. And so essentially he can assimilate all of the younger crew members without them being typically assimilated, which is where Borg would inject nanoprobes into yeah. like their neck or something like that and they would assimilate them from the outside. But this time, controlling their minds, in essence, they're being assimilated from the inside out. Mm. And so you normally yeah. don't see like the um, you don't see the prosthetics and the makeup and everything on them the way they were per uh, the way they were viewed or uh, it's almost like presented. they're zombified in, almost in like a way zombified. yeah like basically yeah. they they've been infected by a virus and they're exactly. kind of zombies there's these human zombies now that's exactly it yeah, yeah, yeah. we know that LaForge's daughters Jordy's daughters oh that was so sad well I know both become assimilated and yeah. that scene where he where he's down there in engineering and he says I have to get to my daughters and data. You know, restrains him and says, "We can't do it right now. We have to come yeah. up with a plan." We'll get Jordy. them, but we got it. Yeah, we got to come up with a plan. Come so, up with a plan. Figure this out. Yeah, that was so. Big. So at this point, okay. So then they they get there. It's, it was so so crazy, man. They get there and they come in and and the and the, what what was her name? Shelby was making the big speech. You know, Shelby. oh, you know, Federation yep. Day. There's these. I'm thinking, how do they get fireworks in outer space? But okay. Yeah. But there's fireworks right. and all this stuff's going on. The celebration. They're saying, <laughs> right. all, the, all the ships are joined. Look at all this great stuff. And, you know, and then he yeah. comes in and he's like, hey, you know, this is Picard. It's an emergency. The Borg are after us, essentially. Right. 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 And then she's like, what? And then at that point, basically, all, all the young. Yeah. Loose. Because all the ships are already <laughs> connected to this, yes. this, this one Starfleet hive mind. Yes. Essentially. And then now you have. All the, the, the young people on these ships now are all being, con- you know, basically when Jack plugged in, they were all being starting to be controlled by yep, Jack. By Jack. And yep. so they all started to turn. Yep. Um, so essentially now it's like you have that Shelby, which is crazy. All of a sudden you just see the communication where she goes, wait, what? Well, we're under attack. And then boom, like you she t- gets, get taken out. Right. Exactly. Crazy. And then mm-hmm. hell starts to break loose on the, the bridge of the Titan, the Titan. because all yeah. the young people with, like you said, LaForge daughters. Daughters, yeah. they they start to turn and yeah. they start to go after because what what the Borg are saying is that you know resistance anybody who who has not been turned you know destroy essentially to get yeah. rid of right so they're gonna yeah. trying to kill them yeah and so of course uh, seven of nine she can feel it's the Borg she still has somewhat of a connection yes to them in that sense yes and uh, <clears throat> uh, they start they're gonna shoot Riker she takes the she takes the person out you got yeah. Shaw we got to get out of here they all get in the lift and yeah. Shaw's like you know phasers on stun right because he doesn't want to kill because it's not their fault but yeah. you know they're trying to kill him you know yeah, exactly so they get in the lift and uh um they all figure out that they can get to this uh they they oh that was the sad part the excelsior was saying hey we got the ship back yes and and you know they're communicating on a an engineering, engineering channel channel special yeah. channel 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 yeah and then uh, uh, all of a sudden, you just see uh, they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, we we can do that." And then you see the Excelsior take off on its own, separate. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the other ships just go converge on converge it on and destroy photon torpedoes. It's done. Yep. But but that gives Shaw the idea because he was a maintenance guy, right? Hey, yeah. let's go down there to the to the maintenance bay. There's a shuttle maintenance shuttle, and we can escape, right? right? So yeah. this is that's where they're at. Yep, that's where they're at, and so, so they get in that maintenance shuttle, and they realize that they. Oh got, no! Wait, let's let's talk about first. They're getting in the maintenance shuttle, and yes. let's talk about the biggest disappointment for oh, me. I almost the forgot. whole damn season. I'm so. This is the only yes. thing. Listen, the show didn't disappoint me, but yep. what's disappointing me is what could have been in the future. We know okay. we know that Eric has a serious man crush on Todd. <laughs> he has a he has a man crush on Todd Stashwick, aka Captain Liam Shaw. Oh my gosh, he has been and he so, is my favorite. He has been my favorite <laughs> new character right, of right. all. I yes. I hated that guy when I first saw him. I go, this guy's a jerk. Let's yeah. get, I can't wait till they get rid of this guy. And yeah. this guy has been the best character mm-hmm. out of the whole season. I'm. Oh man, Captain Shaw, man, you're my captain. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So anyway, he's he, you know, they're all they're they're all getting attacked. They're trying to get on the shuttle. Mm-hmm. And I knew I'll tell you what, Jason, I yes. knew this was gonna happen. When yeah. this episode went this way, when it started to go where they were attacked, I go, Shaw's gone. He's gone. I knew they were gonna take somebody out. And you try to look at who who's the least likely to go forward, right? I mean, are they gonna take out seven of nine? No. no are they gonna take out, not. you know, of course Worf's not going anywhere. I mean, right. yeah, they gotta have the original guys. That's the whole idea. R- Rafi's gotta stay there, obviously. So you know. Shaw gets mortally wounded. He gets hit, he sacrifices himself <laughs> yeah. while they escape. 
Yeah. Here's the interesting thing, though. So Shaw's gone. I, I tears were rolling. I got to say, but uh, the interesting thing is that yes, what you were going to say, the crew, the original crew of the Enterprise escaped. You got the original crew. Now you've got yep. all of them. They all were able to meet together. Yes. They <clears throat> escaped in this shuttle. Yes. But seven of nine, and it was a very sad episode, a very sad scene, I should say, when when he's all like, you know, she's like, no, you, you know, and he's like, no, it's your ship now, you know, seven of nine. He's calling her seven of nine. nine. Hanson. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, total, oh man, gut heart wrenching right there. And so he gave the shit back to her. Yeah. She told the others to get out of there. Of course, we're saying told Rafi to get out of there. She's like, no way, I'm staying. So you've got, now you've got seven of nine and you got Rafi still on the Titan. Right. Which is, I know is going to make a big play. I know that's going to be huge. Oh, yeah. Coming back. Anyway, go ahead. So, yes. So, we know that that, those two are going to play big time here in that final episode. But now, with the original Next Generation crew members on that shuttle, Jordy realizes that he has to take them someplace where they're not going to be easily detectable, but he needs to get them to a ship, more importantly, that's not that hasn't been affected by this Federation mass fleet formation unification type thing yeah. where their systems aren't going to be controlled on mass. They have to go analog they is have what to they go, said. Essentially, yeah, they have to go analog. So what does Jordy do? Boom. They takes him back to the fleet museum where he's a Commodore of. Mm-hmm. And what does he do? He take opens the doors to uh, the fleet museum. Yeah. And as we go in, we see... Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. The Enterprise D. The Enterprise D. He's like, well, I've been working on a little something, but I guess now, you know, I was going to show you guys later, but now, you know, better, you know. And yes, Star Trek fans, we know the Enterprise D was destroyed by the Klingons in Star Trek Generations. Yeah. But Jordy clearly says, look, we had to go get the saucer section off of Viridian 3 due to prime directive reasons. Mm. And I spent the last 30 years or so piecing her back together. Yeah, pieces from here. I can't remember what he said. The constellation. He had some other they took the nacelles he, from the uss syracuse oh the syracuse that's Syrac- what it was, yeah. yeah so so yeah so they're they're saying that yeah they they piece this thing together yes. they've been he's been working on this thing been working on it for over for 20 years. years 20 30 years whatever right and the way they revealed it was just eric i gotta be honest with you i literally shouted three four five maybe six times when i saw this <laughs> i did i went yes because they pan in nice and slow on the exterior of mm. the enterprise d and they did a fantastic job of making this version look just like the model version that was used during the next generation because computer graphics while they were used uh, in shooting the next generation weren't as high tech or as prevalent as they have been in yeah. Picard but so they pan in on this model of the uh, enterprise d and I kid you not, a, a tear rolled down my cheek. And Jonathan Hogan, if you're listening to this, you and I commented about this on Facebook. You can vouch for me on this one because <laughs> I think Hogan cried a tear on this one as well. Yeah. But um, and then they go inside, and there's the bridge of the Enterprise D, yeah. and they're looking around, and there's Picard, and then Date and and Riker goes up to the chair that he sat in as first officer, and then Data goes up to the chair that he sat in and says. Hello, chair, and or it says something like it's been a long time yeah. or something like that. Well, here, here's the thing too. Now you know, data is yes. so funny. Uh, even before that, remember when when they had the big reveal, which all of a sudden you know it's it's all dark, and they go in and then boom, 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 the lights come on, and you right. see D, right? You yep. see. Yep. Um, I think he even said that he goes, uh, didn't Data say something about feeling emotional, right? Yeah, he you know, did. and and then and then yes. you know, because now he he's he's a different Data, and mm-hmm. and he has all those feelings, yep. and so funny. And then uh, uh, Troy mentions that too. You know, it's right. like yes, we feel that too. You know, and absolutely, yeah. And, yeah. That that was unbelievable. So yes, you have that moment mm-hmm. where they all end up on the bridge, and yes, it's it's kind of silly. It is kind of silly that you know the galaxy. Basically, you've got right now, you've got the whole armada. You know, they're all speaking as one. You know, start, you know, Borg, we're going to destroy Earth, you know, and whatever, you know, assimilate Earth, get rid of the old people, essentially. So, you know, you've got all this craziness going on. And then, you know, you have these moments where there everybody is reminiscing when they pull in here, which which right. is it totally it worked so fine. It was so beautiful. You it had did. to have that. Yes. And I loved when when Picard went in there and he said, you know, I couldn't I, I can't say verbatim, but he basically said, I, you know, I can't believe that I missed this carpet so much. Right. He's talking about the floor. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And then just to um, 
that one particular scene that really got me was when they panned in really close on the dedication placard that said mm. USS Enterprise Galaxy Class Vessel. And that was just like, for me, boom, that just like hit it right there. And I was just like, OMG, I cannot believe it. And then, of yeah. course, as they get ready to pull out a space dock, I think it was it was either Picard or it was Riker who said to Jordy, are you sure that this ship is going to either make it or be okay and not be affected by this? And Jordy said, this is the only ship in the fleet that isn't affected by those mm. uh, by those systems. So here's this, so, the funny thing. So I yes. uh, apparently, I mean, you know, if obviously we hope this ends on a good note, yes. it's going to be the fat one that ends up saving the galaxy, right? That right? nobody remember back in the bar when mm-hmm. when Riker was asking the bartender, hey, why is there so many of the D's? Nobody wants the fat ones. <laughs> right, exactly. Not only that, but a vessel that... Everybody's going to want the fat one now if it saves, yeah, their, right? uh, saves their planet. A vessel that, in terms of Star Trek timeline-wise, is at least 30 years obsolete to these mm. new starships that have more advanced technology. So it'll be interesting to see well, how the Enterprise D combats them in the final episode here. Yeah. And so basically they, they pull out mm-hmm. and then the end of the episode is them, you know, basically taking off, right? They set a course for Earth, maximum yeah. warp, and um, that's where the ser- that's where the show that's where the episode ends. And we can only surmise Eric, yeah. what it's, the, it's going to be? What it's going to be oh. is it's it's going to be the mother Borg queen against you know father uh, Picard <coughs> slash yes. Lacutus trying to for for basically a mm-hmm. uh, uh, tug of war for Jack's soul is what it's going to be, and it's going to be up to Jack to make the choice. Well, and that that's I'm, that's going to be that's my feeling on the on the next episode. It's going to have to be. I also have a really sneaky suspicion here, and this okay. is just me. I would not be surprised if we see a. Catherine Janeway, Kate Mulgrew appearance in the oh. final episode. Here's the reason why. Because in Star Trek Voyager, uh, her character, Catherine Janeway, mm. uh, obviously fought the Borg a lot because okay. Voyager was stranded in the Delta Quadrant, which is where the Borg are originally from. But in the series finale of Voyager, which is called Endgame, the main plot of that of that episode, a two-parter, by the way, yeah, surrounded Voyager finally getting back to the Alpha Quadrant. But in order to do that, they had to go through a Borg transwarp uh, corridor hub, mm. which explained how the Borg were able to move back and forth from the Alpha Quadrant to the Delta Quadrant so quickly. Well, Catherine, uh, Kate Mulgrew, uh, her character, Catherine Janeway, that, ser- that show or that series finale opened up with her character some 40, 50 years in the future. She gets her crew back, but at a great cost. Some of her crew mm. members and friends die, and she says, look, I have a chance to go back and change history here. Get my crew back, knowing what I know now, that I can save all of their lives rather than lose some of them. And so she goes back and tells Catherine Janeway of the past that's still in the Delta Quadrant, here's how you get your family home, but the only way you're going to do that is if you meet the Borg head on and if you deal with the board queen head on and that involves injecting a deadly virus Mm. into the board queen herself which would then transmit out to the rest of the board drones and that episode centered on the Borg collective basically here's, being destroyed. Here, here, here's where I will disagree with you because okay. I, I think even though I, the, the the lore is there and and it okay. would work, they haven't explained any of that up to this point. See, okay. they haven't they haven't laid the bricks. And and the thing is, is that for a series, you know, for a series, yes, you do have do have your fans who remember all this. Yes, <clears throat> but you, not everybody does. And then you have your new crop of fans too. So you have to, even though if you were going to go in that direction, they would have had to lay the groundwork for that to get to. This point, but right? they, they kind of have already. Okay, okay. If, if you remember, two episodes ago, Picard said that Admiral Janeway is the one who was responsible for the um, mm. for the uh, formation of Frontier Day for the organization of Frontier Day. Okay, so they've already mentioned Admiral Janeway on a now, couple where, of occasions. I'm sorry, where is she in the timeline? And okay, where where does her story take place in the mm-hmm. timeline? In this timeline, in this timeline, what was she? She was in the past, right? Okay, Voyager so, was so that Voyager episode that I talk about um, opens up. Like I said, it opened up <clears throat> with her character um, for I think thirty or forty years in the past, in the future. Oh, in the future, in the at that future. Point. So yeah. she went back. She went back in time to tell her older self, and then she came. She went back to tell her older self that this is how you're going to bring all your crew home safely. Okay, so she's still alive at this point. 
She, well, and, and when Picard's taking place? Yes, she is. Okay. Because, and I know because <clears throat> in Star Trek Nemesis, she actually had a cameo as Admiral Janeway um, mm. in Star Trek Nemesis. Because uh, Voyager ended in 2000, I believe, 2000 or 2001. And the crew got back to the Alpha Quadrant. But uh, it was kind of a lame ending, if you ask me, because all we do is we just see the ship come back, and she's like, we're home, and that's it. I'm like, what? That's it? Okay, so but- <clears throat> could they use her story? Now, they did mention her, so they might yes. just use her story, not not actually her showing up, though. They potentially could. Okay, yeah, yeah. they potentially could. And here, here's the other so, thing, yes. too. I think the mind virus would be, I think maybe the, the, the attack that Picard mm-hmm. would take would be to let Jack do it. Jack is the key. I think Jack, I, I still have a feeling Jack is the one okay. to turn this on or off or he can turn it against the Borg. He can turn the Borg against the Queen. Okay. I think. I don't, I, well, you know, it's, I think it's going to be one of those deals where she doesn't realize how powerful he is. Like, yes. in other words, you know, you think he, he's able to do something, but then he ends up being more powerful than what you think. Got it. Okay. You know, it's probably going to be like one of those deals where, uh, what, what show was it where, uh, I think it was, oh, I think it was The Boys, sorry for this reference, but it was The Boys, where, um, you know, there, there was like a deal where if, if uh, they do something, a certain thing, and I can't remember what happened, but they lose their powers. In okay. other words, so maybe, right, I think right. what, what might happen is that it'll be, a, it'll, I, here, here's, okay, I, this is all coming to right now. This is just going to be guesstimation, and I'm sorry, and then we'll get back to the real deal. No, that's fine. Um, I think Jack, prediction, I think Jack might be able to turn this around, but when he does this, he's going to, somehow, he's going to rid his body. It's going to be, you know, basically, kind of like when, when you have a cold and you sweat it out. Sure. It's the same type of thing you watch. He's going to rid his body of this. Maybe not completely, but he'll think at the time it was. Mm-hmm. So, I and, and he'll, he can destroy the Borg or have the Borg destroy the queen. Queen, okay. Ultimately, okay. What do you think? Well, uh, that, I, I like that theory. I think it's plausible. I think it it, it might work. Of course, we don't know. We're yeah. just surmising here, people. We're just guessing. Uh, let me go back just to my Janeway reference really quickly. Sure. Um, because Voyager, because this Voyager series ended with Janeway infecting the Borg with a deadly virus. Okay. And because we're dealing in essence with a deadly virus here in Picard. That's why I, I alluded to Janeway possibly being in Picard. I'm not saying she will be. Is mm. it likely that they'll have it in that way? Obviously not, and we don't know. But yeah. I think it would be a kind of a fun way to end it that way. Yeah, I, I think if they, if they would have explained, if they would have dove a little deeper into her story, then it yeah. would have it may, would have made sense in, the, in, in it yeah. to bring Maybe. her back yes. to kind of just kind of show up. It, to me, that would almost be kind of like a what? Because if I didn't really understand... It's almost too obvious in a way. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, oh, we need a wrench to save the galaxy. Oh, we'll never find it. Oh, magically, here's a wrench. You know that's, what I mean? That's, it's Mr. Same... that's Mr. Scott's job. <laughs> but I'm, that's what, Scotty's job. What I'm saying is that you know, it, when you watch those shows and it's like, you know, they need the one thing to do it right? and they don't have it. And then all of a sudden it magically it's there. It's like, right, okay, right. Exactly. what do they call it? A MacGuffin? Is that, um, isn't that what they call it? A MacGuffin in film uh, film lore, a MacGuffin is an item or an object. That's what they're looking for. That right? is the central focus of the plot that drives the plot of a movie or a television show. Okay. Alfred Hitchcock was an expert at MacGuffins. Sorry, sorry. Then I'm getting yeah. maybe off the reference here. That's I'm, okay. I'm not getting the correct <laughs> reference. But anyway, if it's something that, that, that they just find they need and magically. Yeah. You know, it's kind of one of those things. It's like they don't set it up. You know, right. it doesn't. Okay, so getting back to this episode. So, yes, yes we don't know what's going to happen in, in the finale. But I'm going to say, listen, here's the deal. And 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 here's why Picard is so popular and, yeah. and why it's knocking it out of, the, out of the ballpark. Because this episode, this season has brought me back. I'm, you know, I thought about this. And I was like, you know, this is true. I, I couldn't believe it. I when when I when I tied it together, this has brought me back to the way, Jason, that I felt in 1977 watching okay. Star Wars: A New Hope for the first time. When I went okay. to the theater and sure. I watched this movie, and hadn't and I didn't know there was going to be three movies out of it, but I watched Star Wars, and I thought that was sure. going to be the only movie. And just that feeling of hope, and that mm-hmm. feeling of just I don't know, it was excitement. This is what sci-fi is about is and should be about it should be about it's yes. not about you know th- it's about hope for the future it's it's about yes. excitement it's yes. about what's coming it's about technology it's about all this fun stuff that we see yes and that's and it's got me as a viewer it's got me excited and and it was things like you know I was sitting there watching and I mean I could have analyzed the episode as I'm watching or been kind of out of the episode like oh what are they going to do next <clears throat> yeah when they went back to the museum it, it it was a surprise, and I'll tell you why it was a surprise. It's not that it was it wasn't obvious. It, it, it was obvious they were probably going to go back and pull the Enterprise D out, right? Somewhere, 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 yeah. somehow. 
But why I say that is because I was just so into the episode and I was loving it so much. I was I was letting it entertain me. I wasn't trying to overthink it. I wasn't Good. out of the episode. Yeah. I was loving every minute of this episode and yeah. just enjoying the ride. This is what TV and movies should be about. Yes. Not not you know not about preaching at me every second. It's about yeah. enjoying, letting the viewer enjoy the ride. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, and what I was just going to add on to that, what you're saying too, is that some of the elements that we saw in this episode, Vox, really draw some direct correlations to some episode elements from some of the original series movies and mm. some of the other Next Generation episodes. Like, for example, when we see the Enterprise D open up in those airlocks for the first time in over, well, let's see, generations. I think I said came, 20 years. 20 years. Generations came out in 1994. So it's been almost 30 years yeah. since we last saw the Enterprise D. But that scene, that reveal of the Enterprise D, is probably how the original series generation felt when they saw the Enterprise A, when they saw the USS Enterprise under Captain Kirk in Star Trek The Motion Picture in 1979. Mm. Okay, in terms of how they set up the shot and the reveal of the ship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah, for sure. With the camera angles and the music kind of adding to the suspense. When it was in the space dock. In the space dock and everything. Yeah. yeah. So they, they drew a direct correlation between the reveal of that Enterprise and then the reveal of this Enterprise. And then also, Eric... When the next generation crew, I think they even said that the music and some of the stuff was the same. Yes, they it even was. used the same music. They yeah. used some elements of the original. Uh, That's genius. They, you know, these, these guys that, yeah. that are able to do that are they're yeah. they're genius. And then another original series reference: when the next generation crew is in that shuttlecraft as they're coming onto space dock, ready for that for that big reveal of the Enterprise D, almost the exact same type of scene in Star Trek IV: The Voyage Home at the mm. very end. When they're going into space dock, if you recall, and they're waiting for their new ship, but they don't know what it is yet. All the crew of the original series are in the shuttlecraft together. And right as they come up, you hear the music start to kind of get climactic there for a little bit. Then they see the Enterprise A, having not known what ship they were going to be on. Mm. And then all of a sudden, when they see the Enterprise A, the music goes, da 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 And then Captain Kirk says, my friends... We're home. <laughs> yeah. Or my friends, we've come home. We've come home, yeah. Yeah, and then that last scene is where, Mr. Sulu, let's see what she's got. And then they go into warp speed, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, there was another correlation that they drew between the original series, movies, and then with that scene in Vox. So uh, with the Next Generation oh, crew finding out the Enterprise D. T- Terry there. Matlis has done an exquisite job and his team. Uh, Phenomenal. Uh, to... to to tie Phenomenal. everything in together, and like you're saying, from yes. f- from all from all of the the different shows and movies, yes, um, yeah, it's it was unbelievable. And yeah. and going back to what you're saying, you know, the way they took the moments on the on the uh, uh, when everybody had their moment, <coughs> essentially yeah. on that bridge, <coughs> mm-hmm. and and you know, just that, just seeing that old bridge, yes. you know, from the the show. I mean, just oh my gosh, that was that was heaven. I mean, yeah, that that. Anyway, and something else I thought about too, Eric, was the la- the previous b- before Picard came out, the last time we saw this group of actors together in their characters was in 2002 when Star Trek Nemesis came out. That mm. was the fourth and final movie that the Next Generation crew did together. And that movie really left a sour taste in a lot of Next Generation's fans' mouths because even though that movie dealt with um, Picard, I mean, uh, Riker getting promoted to captain and getting mm-hmm. his own command. He and Troy leave. Crusher leaves to become head of Starfleet Medical. Data died in the movie, mm. so he's gone. So that movie never really brought an um, adjust, I don't want to say adjust, a fitting end to the next generation. It never yeah. brought a fitting conclusion to the next generation. Mm. And then, like, the last scene of Star Trek Nemesis is where Picard is talking to B4, and he's telling him, well, I hope someday you realize what your brother was and who he was and all like that. And then he gets he goes out of his ready room and walks down the hall, and that's it. It's like, okay, well, great. What happens to Picard then? 
Yeah. yeah. What happens to the rest of the crew? That movie left everybody with a sour taste in their mouths, including me, because we're like, wait a minute, this can't be the last movie. Riker and Troy went to some planet, and then you have Picard's doing wine. Yeah, (laughs) Riker's making pizzas. He's making deep dish pizzas on a planet called Nepenthe. He's got got his pizza oven. Yeah, Yeah. right. He's making deep dish pizzas on a planet called Nepenthe, and we know that Jordy becomes a museum curator of the fleet. But at, at any rate, what I'm trying to say here, folks, is that bringing all of these actors back together yeah. is a fitting conclusion to finally wrapping up the next generation. Well, you know, and, and, and also it goes back to, uh, mm-hmm. let's see, I had it here, uh, Riker. There, there were some quotes. Actually, I want to get into to some quotes that yes. were said, which I loved. Yeah. Riker, but what you're just talking about, they're on, you know, of course, Picard goes into his, you know, um, Picard, I can't ask you to, to go with me. But, you know, right, and then, of course, right. Riker comes up and says, hey, we are the crew. You know, we're going to go with you, of course, because we are the crew of the U.S. Enter- Enterprise, USS Enterprise. But more than that, we are your family. Right. That was just, I mean, you know, and that's the thing. It's like simple writing that means so much. Heartfelt. And, yes. and I mean, it was just beautiful. It, beautiful. It, it was beautiful. And... You know, folks, if you've listened to our podcast, you know that Eric and I have pretty much talked about every episode of season three of Picard, rightfully so. Every episode has been better than the previous one. But the guy, and we mentioned Terry Matalus's name ad nauseum, and for a good reason, because Terry Matalus is much like what John Favreau and Dave Filoni are to the Star Wars franchise. First and foremost, he is a fan. He respects yeah. the fan base. He respects yeah. the canon. He respects what Star Trek represents. And Terry Matalus, for those of you who don't know, and I do because I'm a huge fan and I research this also, Terry Matalus has been affiliated with the Star Trek product for almost 30 years. He started mm. off as a production intern on The Next Generation. Okay. He eventually matriculated over to Deep Space Nine, did some work on Voyager, and then on Enterprise, which is the Forgotten series that featured Scott Bakula and Jolene Blaylock. And I never um, watched it. I never could get into that. Um, it's starting to gain a little bit of cult following somewhat. Uh, it was only on the air for five seasons. It lasted two seasons more than the original series. Bo- Voyager did. and <laughs> Enterprise I just couldn't get into. But anyway, he but, t- it, Terry's been involved with all those terry has been involved with all of those and that's important folks because that shows how much experience he has with star trek but how much respect he has for the franchise because it could have been very easy for for these people to say look let's just bring in any tom dick and harry and have them do this yeah but with star trek much like star wars you just can't bring in an average tom dick and harry director or producer or writer off the street and say boom Give us uh, the fitting end here. It just doesn't work well, that way. And it comes through in the show. I mean, yes. you know, and like I say, it's not just him, and it's the cast, and it's yes. the crew, and it's everybody who's involved with this show. You can just tell how much love yes. they have for this, and and even and you know, and I'm sure not everybody knows all the the, the that are just working on the show knows all the the lore, right? right. But you know, it, you can just tell the love and and the respect they have for it. Yeah. Um. And it, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. The way they, they, they have brought these characters back, and they did it in a way, too, that he piecemealed it throughout the season. Yes. And and he was a, and then take some characters away, bring some new ones in, you know, and then yes. now finally everybody, the last couple episodes, everybody's together. Mm-hmm. I told you in the last podcast, it was so cool to see everybody in that conference room there on the Titan. Yeah. You know, very and, heartfelt. and yeah, it was very heartfelt. And now even more so to be on the Enterprise. And they had to do that. Listen, yeah. seven of nine, you know, I, I didn't know much about her character. Was she on yeah. Voyager? She was on Voyager. And I didn't know much about her character, and I have grown, and I did know a little bit when I watched the first season of Picard, but yeah. I have grown now to really like her. But yeah, she would have she has no place on that Enterprise D, mm-hmm. and they, they did respect that. Yeah. You know, and I love that. And and uh, yeah. so it was, it was beautiful. Um, and you're right, man. I mean, the, these people, you know, with him at the helm, Terry Madalus, and and these these people that are just have the respect and love for it. it it's yeah. going to be a beautiful season. I'm going to hate to see it end. I will too. But um, I'll, I'll, you know what? Much- here's the other thing, though. I will yeah. say that what disappointed me so much was because you know how I've been I've been crying as well as everybody else. Like you mentioned this actually before we got on the air. You're talking about how social media, the cast and the crew and and the fans oh, are crying out for for been, another Star Trek series. It has it has blown up like yes. a. Uh, it, yeah, it, folks, social media push to get another Star Trek series based off of 
of Picard season three has pretty much um, self detonated. They have initiated the uh, self detonation sequence. Well, we on talked this. about it. Terry Terry Matlis had mentioned that there that he <clears throat> has a plan of a Star Trek legacy, mm-hmm. but he but it's not it's nothing that's in stone yet. Right, correct. But he has an idea. And here's the thing, though. I would my dream would be so much. And here's the one thing I will forgive them on, and I'll let them do. Yeah, I will let them bring back like they did with like they did twice three four i don't know 12 times with these characters right with they've done it with kirk they've done it with spock and all that yeah bring somehow save captain shaw somehow he gets saved somehow he's not wait he's not dead somehow he's not dead and bring him back and i would love to see with seven of nine with these new with these young characters that that we have now grown to uh grown to love also as right. well as the old you know the the next generation right. cast right bring them back on the titan and i would love to see their journeys i will say the caveat here is though i don't want a prequel i don't want this captain right, right. i don't want captain shaw before all this happened i don't really want to see that i'm tired right. of prequels i cuz you know what happens to captain shaw right. i want to see captain shaw and the crew going forward right that would be my dream and i will forgive it i will bring him back somehow <laughs> his his you know that they they saved him they were able to put throw him in a cryo chamber and they were able to do something to save his you know to save him put him in a synth body a synthetic body right. i don't care but save captain shaw and i'll forgive that and let's go forward see folks eric does have a man crush on todd Stashwick. <laughs> it's true <laughs> <laughs> and actually, Eric, I'm going to pause at this for a minute. Okay. Yeah. If you recall, when Worf and Rafi were on uh, Daystrom Station, yeah. they walked past the Genesis device, which was in Star Trek II. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even realize that. What if they What if they could use... Oh! You see where I'm going. I know where you're going. I love what it. What if they use the Genesis device to revive... I want to see a baby Captain, Captain Shaw. Shaw. I want to see Captain Shaw diapers grow up. I want to see that. This just in, folks. We are interrupting part in the intermission to prove that Eric Orem does indeed have a man crush on Todd Stashwick. Oh, my gosh. Oh, bring it back. Bring yes. back Captain Shaw. Yes. But it's, in, all, in all seriousness, though, folks, really, just to prove to you how popular this series, this season has been, a massive social media push by everyone. Yes. Jonathan Frakes, Patrick Stewart, Michael Dorn, Maria Sirtis, Gates McFadden, Fans, Terry Matalus has done a massive response to the social media push to get a Star Trek Legacy series going. It's gaining traction day by day by day, and the more this catches fire, folks, it's eventually going to go from just an idea to going putting pen to paper. Yeah. And like Eric just alluded to a few minutes ago, Terry Matalus hasn't shot it down. He said, we are kind of trying to think about something here. So that's great. That bodes well for the future. And and I'm gonna and, and don't let me forget. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something real quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna go yes. through because we're running really, really long and we got we gotta right. hurry up and, and, sure. and wrap up gotcha. the show. Gotcha. But gotcha. I wanna run through some lines real quick that I liked that I wrote down that I thought were great yes. in the show. And I know yes. you'll you you'll you'll know them too. Sure. But before we go, I want you to remind me before we go, I want to talk about what that, you know, this, that Terry Matlis may not have, maybe he did it or maybe he didn't do it on purpose, Sure. but it's kind of interesting how art's imitating life yeah. and I'll, and yeah. remind me of that. And then we'll get back to that right before we wrap up. So anyway, okay. okay so right here, mm-hmm. um, this is the thing. Um, I loved, uh, the line one, one of the, the best lines, I'll just start with the best one. One of the best ones that I loved <laughs> Was uh, when uh, uh, Data, you know, they're running to the shuttle, right. and uh, Jordy goes, well, "I hope this thing's got enough juice to get us to." Cause they, he wasn't telling anybody where they were going. He says, "I hope it's got enough juice to get us there." Yeah. And uh, uh, um, uh, Data, uh, what did Data says? Uh, uh, oh, oh, uh, Data said something. Uh, oh, Data said, "I hope it's got enough juice or something." Right? I can't yes, remember. I think yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And then Jordy <laughs> goes, uh, "You know, Data, I wish you'd be a little, little bit more positive. A little bit more positive." And then yeah. Data goes, "Well, okay, I hope we die quickly." Hope we die then. quickly. <laughs> Right. That was one one of the best lines. I loved it. I also loved the, the when when they were all meeting up in the Titan when yeah. they were like, okay, everybody, let's meet at this the shuttle, you know, in this this bay. Yeah. And of course, they they do that whole scene. They've done it many times where they open up the doors and then the phasers are all at each other, right? right? right, right. And it's like, you know, who are you? Who are you? And then all right. of a sudden, Troy comes out with the line, you know, uh, I've never been so happy to see so many wrinkles. I thought that was right. that was classic too. I loved it. Right. The last one that I loved was. Uh, uh, I'll give it to seven of of nine here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember what 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 part or what point uh, Data was making, but seven of nine just turns and goes, uh, "Yeah, the robot's right. The robot's right." 
<laughs> and then he kind of gets this quizzical look on his that's face. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. There's so many classic lines that are just so funny, so clever, and, and so quick. I love it. Here's you got, my, you my, got one? My favorite line is when they um, when Jordy is telling them about putting the Enterprise-D back together all the time he spent and the ship that they have to go do this and try and combat you know the, the Borg and everything like that. He says, we have the Enterprise-D. We, we know we don't have the Enterprise-E. And then there's a little pause. Oh, yeah. Riker looks at Worf, and yeah. then Worf looks at him and says, that was not my fault. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's another one. That so one's classic. you have to assume that maybe he ordered the self-destruct on the Enterprise-E for something, or oh. we don't know what happened to the Enterprise-E, which was a cool ship. Yeah. But what happened to the Enterprise-E? But yeah, Riker looks at him, and Worf says, that was that, not my fault. That was not my fault. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> that's my favorite one. Be- best best moment, though. I, I have to say, for me, the best moment was yes. when uh, Picard is on the bridge, and the Enterprise D when they're all there and he yeah. goes, you know, this is Picard, five seven, whatever, and he's given his 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 passcode, you know. Right. And then you hear the voice. You hear the voice the of computer voice. The computer voice, which is Majel Barrett Roddenberry. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The widow of Gene Roddenberry, who incidentally Majel passed away several years ago. Yes, which is I know, but I'm like, how did they get her? You know, oh my gosh. Well probably just from all the episodes, they probably I, just yeah, they probably could just, be the new the new you know this new AI stuff too. They have it to where it can copy your voice. Of, yeah, a lot of AI technology and look with modern day uh, record sound recording, audio recording technology. I mean, you can easily pull uh, you know old voice recordings, dig, uh, digitize them, MP4 or WAV files, and then you can go in and mix them as if they were you know the voices were still still by active people so and then and then yeah. and then the computer says something to the effect of like welcome captain picard you know or right. something you know to the enterprise or something and then he goes uh well I'll, I'll, in this case yes i'll be glad to take Except the, the one time demotion the one time downgrade or yeah, something right? <laughs> yeah so great so great i loved it i loved it here's the deal okay before we got to go but i wanted i wanted to say this this was kind of interesting a little little thing that popped up in my mind it's yes. kind of funny how and i don't know if terry matt listman this is on purpose or not but it is kind of funny how with this this series and this episode and how the story is playing out it kind of reminds me of how things are in Hollywood right now uh-huh. and how everything's getting assimilated into this oh, woke gotcha. type culture yeah, gotcha, it was gotcha. funny because I'm sitting there and I was watching I go you know is he trying to send us a message here because it's like all of a sudden and I kind of coined the term here uh, Hollywood Borg it's almost like everybody mm-hmm. is everybody is in this assimilated mm-hmm. Hollywood Borg culture and they're making the same crap how many times have we seen with Star Wars I'll tell you right now Star Trek right now you know I always liked I always grew up with Star Trek Star Wars came out it was my favorite yeah. I love I love Star Wars mm-hmm. there was nothing you know what I'm I'm back now I mean with with Star Trek it's actually switched me over it's my favorite right now um, yeah. And the reason is, is because um, they didn't have Captain Picard on some uh, island somewhere mm-hmm. trying to get milk from some alien cow yeah. on the side of a hill, right? Yeah. They didn't destroy these characters. I mean, at least in season three, they came back <laughs> and they paid homage to these characters. They respected them. Like I said, and I told you all that stuff earlier. It made me excited about <clears throat> sci-fi again. It made me excited yeah. about this series. Yeah. And it made me excited about just the whole idea. But... My point was that, you know, it seems like Hollywood is under this haze, uh, this kind of fog of everybody's doing the same crap and it's failing. It's they're, failing. They're left reinventing right. the wheel. They've done it with Marvel. Not reinventing the wheel. They're not even reinventing it. They're like trying to make the wheel something. They're trying to make a square wheel work. You okay. know, they've done it with Marvel. Marvel is crap now, mm-hmm. and we've talked about it before. Yeah. Basically, Star Wars, we just talked about Star Wars Celebration. They're going to yeah. do three movies with Ray. Um, what? Mm-hmm. Okay. This this is showing. I think this is showing the studios. If you do it right, the fans are going to come. It's going to be successful. Everybody will be happy. I hope this kind of breaks this Borg virus out of Hollywood, <laughs> and 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 you know right, we can get right. back to making some good material, good content. You know yes. there there's been these little bright spots. I mean Top Gun Maverick and mm-hmm. and of course with Star Trek now and, and there's all these little Mario Brothers. I mean there's all these little little sparks that are happening now, yeah. showing that yes you can get outside of this, mm-hmm. and the fans want it. They love it. You know just do 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 these characters right. Don't destroy right. the IP you have. Don't destroy it. There's no reason to. So anyway. 
It yeah. was just a little thought I had. No, and it, you know what? It's a it's a good it's a good thought. It's a good thought, Eric, because right now Hollywood is struggling with creativity, with natural yeah, creativity. There you go, exactly. And we we constantly read all of these stories about all of these remakes that are in the works, and how Disney is doing a lot more live action remakes of its animated classics, and how you know Star Wars now they're planning um, offshoot movies of characters who already have offshoot movies of offshoot movies of this, and so yeah, you're right. It's like they're re- it's like so many different elements in Hollywood are trying to reach out and grasp and hang on to the past and recreate previous projects by doing remakes and reboots mm. and reduxes and stuff like that. But again, Star Trek Picard here is showing that when you sit down, when you think of something creative and when you get people in the room who are all unified about the direction you're supposed to go and then stay the course respect the source material respect the source material regardless of what the fans say regardless of what the critics say regardless of what the studio execs say when you stay the course and you stay true to the element to the canon especially with franchises like star wars and star trek you're going to win out nine out of ten times rather than again trying to uh either reinvent the wheel or trying to freshen the pot, so to speak. And look, Eric and I are both... Eric is more of a Star Wars fan than a Star Trek fan. I am equal on both levels. Not anymore, I think. Right, it's getting... You're getting kind of... You're going fast forward there in in terms of the lane for Star Trek. I'm an equal... I'm on equal level as far as my fandom is concerned for both. I love Star Wars and Star Trek. But where I'm going with this is, folks, is there's always been that hot debate between both fan bases. Which one is better, Mm. Star Wars or Star Trek? And for the longest time, Star Wars has won out. You know, Now, you can make equal comparisons to both as to which one's more popular. But let me say this right now. I'm just going to say it right now, okay? Based on what we've seen in the last year and a half with content coming out on Disney Plus featuring Star Wars elements versus what we've seen in Star Trek, I hate to say this, Star Wars fans, Star Trek is a much better product right now. Yeah. It is. And not just with Star Trek Picard, but Star Trek Strange New Worlds had a fantastic first season. It's going to have a second season coming up here pretty soon, and they've been greenlit for a third season. There's another Star Trek series that had a more Star Trek streaming series that have been greenlighted in the next coming years as well. Mm. So I hate to say it, folks, but again... And then when they come out with uh, the the Titan uh, Legacy with my boy Captain Shaw, Captain Shaw revived by the Genesis <laughs> device, there That's you go. It's going to be even better. Yes. So I hate to say it, Star Trek is a much better product right now. Yeah. But I hope that Star Wars people are looking at all this buzz generated on social media and watching and realizing that it can be done. And just uh, I know we've kind of wandered off the beaten path here a little bit, but as much as I trust Dave Filoni and John Favreau still with the Star Wars product, they have jumped that shark. There, there's problems with Mandalorian. The Mandalorian Mandalorian's yes. falling off. I mean, it's right. there, there's there's problems. There's cracks in there that. Is. Yes. Um, so but, yeah, I, I think ultimately, I think Terry is maybe sending a message, even without knowing a subliminal mess, subliminal, subliminal message, message that is saying, "Listen, you can be all of hive mind, but uh, that's not gonna that's not gonna sell tickets. That's yeah. not, people don't want you to put push out this this right. crap that's constantly right. been coming out and disappointing right. the fan base." Yes. You know, and keeping it from actually getting new fans because new fans aren't coming to the, you know. That you're right. That's it. New fans aren't coming in, and the old fans are being scared away yeah. because they're sick and tired of seeing all this. But, Eric, I know we are way over. We probably have to hit that button, don't we? Right now, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. There it is at Warp Guys, 9. This has been, I'll tell you, this has been our longest show ever. This is a record, right. and I hope you guys have stayed with us. Hey. Thank you guys so much. If yes. you stayed this long, you guys are awesome. Yep. Thank you so much for listening uh, to the show. We we appreciate it. I mean, you Absolutely. don't even know by leaps and bounds how much we appreciate you Absolutely. guys. Absolutely. And more importantly, don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Pardon the Intermission and on Twitter at uh, PTI underscore the show. Underscore podcast. Podcast, sorry. Yeah. All right, guys. Hey, take care out there. We hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out. <laughs> Man, I'm tired. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.